and welcome back to Music Free Static. I hope you're having a fabulous day, and we are back because I want to talk about the first two episodes of Ahsoka. Now, as this comes out, the third episode has just dropped or dropped last night. Obviously, as I'm recording it, I haven't seen it yet. I am really excited to because I am loving this series, as I fully expected to, to be honest, because... So I, I, Ahsoka is a fabulous character. I've I loved the Clone Wars and Rebels, and to have Dave Filoni back writing the series really had me excited. And now that I've seen the first couple of episodes, I'm still really excited. There are some fun twists. There are some things I've got some questions about on, um, which I'm hoping we'll get some answers by the end of the series. So, or at least the end of the season because I'm hoping for many, many seasons. <laughs> there may not be, but we'll we'll see how this goes. But yes, I, I definitely love the first couple of episodes. I love the uh, interaction between Ahsoka and Hu Yang. And that's a, that's a story I would love to see how they reconnected. They were, because uh, we haven't seen Hu Yang since, oh, the... There was an episode of Clone Wars where Ahsoka was training or she was guiding younglings to get their kyber crystals to make their first lightsabers. Hu Yang is the one who taught younglings how to make their lightsabers. So it's great to have him back and then to have him actually uh, use those lightsaber, that lightsaber knowledge to identify, oh yeah, this lightsaber was made by Balin Skull. I recognize it. We haven't had a Jedi in like 500 years who's ever made a lightsaber like that, that type of thing. It was great to see that. And David Tennant is always fun. So having him voice Hu Yang again, it has been great. I'm not going to get too much into the story yet because it's hard to evaluate a story uh, when you're only a quarter of the way through it. Okay. I will say it's been fun. It's been setting up the characters nicely. And I want to talk about the characters here a little bit. First, let's dive into the villains, because the villains, I think, are going to be interesting. Morgan Elsbeth, we saw her in the second season of The Mandalorian, in the episode The Jedi. She had the information about Thrawn, right? Ahsoka shows up, tell me where Thrawn is. And they fight, and Ahsoka wins, and this is the continuation of that part of the story. Awesome. Well... They made a fun twist here, and again, I'm, I am i forgot to mention at the beginning, but I have full spoilers here, so if you have yet to uh, watch it, do that now, and then come back, or don't, just listen and then go back, it's, it's fine. I'm not going to, as I said, I'm not going to get into plot details, but I am going to get into some of the twists and turns here, so. Anyway, that digression out of the way, having Morgan Elsbeth show up and have be revealed that she's actually a night sister of Dathomir? is awesome and amazing. The Night Sisters were all but wiped out after um, after the Clone War. In Rebels, we end up back on Dathomir with uh, Maul. But the Night Sisters are, are gone. So the fact that there are still some of them around in the galaxy is not too surprising. They weren't exactly a well-traveled group, but... I mean, there are a few, obviously, that had gone out, but to have Morgan here show up and say, oh, yes, I was a Sister, still is a Sister, 
and was actually an Imperial, that's awesome. Whether they knew that uh, she was was a Night Sister or just had just amassed a lot of power, who knows? But that was great to see. I've also really, really been digging Ray Stevenson as Balin Skull, who is a dark Jedi. Okay, and I'm using that term sort of specifically. He's not a Sith, at least not that we've, it's been revealed. He is a Jedi who has fallen. He has taken an apprentice, and Shin Hati is the what they've revealed the name of the character. Um, I, she's been fun too, and I'll get to her in a minute. But I like that he is, he, he's out there, he, he fell because he wants power. Okay. And maybe that's what he needed to survive after Order 66. Is he he fell the strain of being hunted. He needs power to be safe and that corrupted him and he fell. But he is not the the type of we must kill all the Jedi uh villain that we've had in Star Wars. Most of the time you get a villain, ah Jedi, they must die. Ha <laughs> ha, kill the Jedi. No, he's, he, it almost sounds like he misses the Jedi Order, and he misses being a Jedi. You know, there's one point, um, Elsbeth tells him that Ahsoka's going to be a problem, and he says, you know, it's a pity, it would be a pity to kill her, there are so few Jedi left, right, and, and Mel, Elsbeth accuses of, of being sentimental, says, it's the truth, he's, he's, He's still, in a lot of ways, a Jedi. Evil, <laughs> right? He's he's now power hungry, but he still very much falls in. He keeps his own code, I think. And I I'm really liking where just his character portrayal so far. It's nice not to have a a raging evil villain. Okay, still a villain, but he's not he's not Vader. Right, he's not Palpatine or Darth Maul or any of the others that we've seen so far. He, but I'm I'm really digging him. Then his apprentice Shin Hati um, has been fun. She's haven't I want to say we haven't seen a lot from her, but she's actually she's had a lot of screen time. And she, there's a great fight between her and Sabine. But I'm still trying to figure out her character. She definitely seems to be a little wild, right? She seems to be buying into the whole rage and, and dark side energy. But I thought it was a nice touch. She has a Padawan braid, right? Which was a traditional thing amongst the Jedi, which speaks more to... Balin Skull's character than it does to uh, Shin Hadi's character. So I'm lo really looking forward to seeing where where that character goes and that dynamic goes. Now let's talk about some of the good guys. <laughs> um, first off, I want to talk about some of the, the little side things, some of the rebel nods. Ryder Azadi, who showed up in Rebels, he was the former governor of Lothal, 
And he had been overthrown when the, the Empire took over. And the rebels end up finding him. The, the Spectre Squadron, or, yeah, Spectre Squadron, the Spectres, the, the main characters, the residents of the Ghost, find Azadi. They have some, a little bit of a conflict, not of good guy versus bad guy, but more of the good guys versus somebody who has lost and doesn't think they can win again. And it takes some convincing for him to come back. And he was key to the the rebels retaking Lothal. So it's awesome to see him back. And then the other character that was really fun to see show up was Jai Kel, who's now se- senator from Lothal. Jai Kel, there's, this is a deep cut in some ways. Jai was an Imperial cadet who was befriended by Ezra Bridger when Ezra was undercover to steal some a decoder, I think it was. And he, Ezra was pretending to be an Imperial cadet. Awesome. He befriended Jai Kel. Kel stayed with the Empire for a while to fight it from the inside. And then, later, I, I believe it was in the last arc, you know, when they, the invasion of Lothal is happening, Jai shows up and helps the crew. So, it was great to see, see him come back. Just a name drop, Jai Kel, you know. The other thing, first you have E-Wings, which looked cool, but there's Spectre Squadron which was I thought was a fun little way to honor the crew of the ghost because you see I mean the you see it the, the series has like a celebration of the the leaders of the rebellion who helped free Lothal and it's our crew from rebels and they're standing in front of the mural that Sabine painted of the crew of Hera and Ezra and Sabine and and uh, Chopper and Kanan, right? Jeb, all right, the, the whole crew right there. And so it was it was fun just to see, oh yeah, the, the Spectres are very much a part of Lothal's new shared history, and that was awesome to see. But let's talk about the Spectres themselves. Hera was great to see her back. Now, some of you have been... Uh, Calling out, oh wait, she's shorter than Sabine on the show. She was taller in Rebels. It's the reality of casting. Deal with it. Okay, but uh, but it was great to see her back. Mary Elizabeth Winstead has was great as Hera in these first couple of episodes. Hera is still fun, which is great. We've had so many brooding heroes, people like Obi Wan who was old and defeated. Ahsoka actually in this series seems brooding right not we're not talking like grim dark ahsoka just she the order fell and she's been kind of she's still been fighting and we'll i'll talk a little bit more about ahsoka in a little bit but it's great to see hera still is hera and she's still that the mother of the the specter family 
Okay, that was one of her her roles. Okay, not maybe not an explicit role. Thou art the mother. No, it was she. It was her ship, but she was she very much helped guide the different members of the crew as a good mother would, not to step in and force them to do one thing or another. Though occasionally, <laughs> orders are orders. As commander of a rebel cell, but. All in all, she was there to help the rebels try to figure out who they were. And I think it was, it was there was a um, recording that Sabine watches at one point of Ezra that talks about how they were very much brother and sister in, this, in that family. Hera was the mother. And you still see her in some ways as that role, trying to help reconcile Ahsoka and Sabine. And we'll get more into that relationship in a minute because that was a weird twist and there's some fun discussion to be had there. And of course, Chopper is still hanging out with Hera, which is fun and exciting. Um, and he's still the same character from the from Rebels, man. He is still, still snarky and grumpy and I'm, I'm kind of curious if Dave Filoni voiced him like he did in Rebels. That was sort of the ongoing secret. Who voiced Chopper? I think it ended up, it was Filoni who did it. So I'm kind of curious to see if he did that here as well. But he was, Chopper was fun. And their their relationship was still there, which was great to see. Still in the Phantom. Um, obviously, the, you see the ghost in the trailer, so we know that's coming. But the Phantom is still there. Still has Sabine's paint job on it, which is really cool. So... I'm looking forward to seeing more of Hera. I don't know that we will or how much we will because she's still sort of separate in some ways from Ahsoka and Sabine, even though storylines cross and they Ahsoka and Hera do have an, an adventure together in the second episode. But I have a, I have a feeling what we're going to see is Ahsoka, Sabine, and Hu Yang heading off into the unknown regions with the villains as they track down Thrawn and Ezra. While Hera ends up staying behind with the rest of the rebels. Or rest of the rebels with the New Republic. Right. Which, you know, I would love to see more of Hera. So we might, I don't know, said we're a quarter of the way through the series. So here's hoping. Actually, I know we'll see a little bit more of Hera because there's some stuff in the trailers. So good news. So let's talk Ahsoka just a little bit. This is her show, and I'm really hoping, as I mentioned in my last episode about how much I liked Ahsoka, what I'd really like to see from her is some growth and some, I'd like to see her come out of this broodingness, right? Now, I, I just finished a Rebels rewatch, and she was fairly serious in Rebels. She wasn't as obviously fun-loving as she was as a kid when, in the Clone Wars. But there was still a little bit of that, I don't know, a little bit of excitement of, for life, I think. And we're seeing still, she's still sort of in that brooding space. Sabine asks her if she has a home. She says, well, the ship surf, serves my needs. Um, it's, it really feels like 
this is a character that has been, and she has been fighting all of her life. She, she started in the Clone Wars. She fought all the way through the Clone Wars when the, when the war ended and the Empire took over. She's, she was in hiding for a while, dealing with that loss, and now she's back fighting the Empire. And so she has been fighting forever. And I think that's starting to take a little bit of a toll on her. And so I think we're seeing that a little bit with her relationship with Sabine. Now, Sabine is amazing in this show. I always liked Sabine in Rebels. And after going through the rewatch, um, I liked her even more. But I think Sabine is going to be the standout of this this uh, show. Natasha Leo Bordizo, I think I pronounced that right. Um, I'm sorry if I didn't. She is amazing as Sabine. She is so good. And an another character who is sort of lost, okay? She's still fun. She still likes to have fun, but she is, she's still hurting from the loss of Ezra at the, at the Battle of Lothal, right? Ezra, they all thought he was dead. Ezra and Thrawn were taken by the Purgles out to who knows where, and they thought he was dead. And that was, that's been killing Sabine. And when they find out that, hey, Elsbeth and company over here think Thrawn's alive, Ezra probably is too. And Sabine, or Ahsoka's quick to say, no guarantees, but there's a there's a chance. If Thrawn's there, Ezra might be too. So let's go find him. But Sabine has been hurting. The show opens with probably an anniversary of the Battle of Lothal as they open the uh, the the monument to those to the rebels and the Spectres in particular. And Sabine ditched because Ezra isn't able to be there. And she's missing Ezra. And when uh, Ahsoka shows up, it's like, I have a map that may help us find Ezra. Sabine is all in. But there's, there is a fun twist here that we find out that Sabine trained with Ahsoka. Was Ahsoka's Padawan. Now, this is weird because, one, we know from Rebels, Ahsoka, well, sorry, Sabine doesn't have Force powers. Or if she does, they are very, very minimal. So, what is this training? Right? She's not learning to, to move rocks because that's not her skill set. So, why is she training why did Ahsoka agree to train her, and what's going on? And this leads to the relationship between Sabine and Ahsoka, because Ahsoka left. She decided that, no, I'm not going to train you anymore. Have fun. Sabine is still smarting from that, too, right? So her her adopted family, right, the, the Spectres, has broken up. They've gone their separate ways, as families do. Not necessarily in a bad way, just 
what brought them together as a found family is over, and now they're off doing other things. And as somebody who is a parent of children who are moving out, right, that's just a normal part of life, right? So to bring too much of my life into it, but my kids are all adults. They're, some of them have graduated from college. Others are going to college, right? This is part of life. Sabine is missing Ezra. Now, whether they were truly had a, a brother-sister type relationship, I know Ezra had the hots for Sabine, which, you know, who could blame her? Blame him, you know? It's, ooh, hot Mandalorian. I, you know, got to get with that. So, you know, who knows? But we do know that she managed to recover Ezra's lightsaber, and she has modified it, made it her own. She trained with with Ahsoka. Hu Yang said that her aptitude with the Force was the lowest he'd ever seen. So I don't think we're going to suddenly see Jedi Master Sabine. Okay? Jedi Master Sabine Wren, uh, I don't think that's going to be a thing. I think she started to train as a Jedi because she thought it would help her to connect with Ezra and as a way of dealing with the loss of Ezra. I don't know. I think we're going to see more of that. You know, at the end of episode two, she fully commits and comes back to be Ahsoka's Padawan. Okay. And yeah, we'll see how this goes with the rest of the series. I'm, I'm really excited. I kind of, I, I like that she made this move to train, right? Sabine is a Mandalorian. Weapons are part of her religion, right? <laughs> I don't think it goes quite that far. She's not part of that sect, but she is uh, she is a Mandalorian through and through. She is into explosives. We know that, right? She is into weapons. And I think she decided that if she was going to come back and find Ezra, really commit to that. She wanted to commit to the Jedi way as a way to help gain the skills that she th thinks she needed to have to find Ezra. So I kind of think that's where we're, we're going, okay? Ahsoka says that Sabine should have made it a great Jedi, despite her lack of, of force powers or her deep connection to the force. Now, we do know that she's has some slight connection. And remember, the force is in all living things. It surrounds us and binds us and holds the galaxy together or draws the galaxy. I've, I need to turn into my Star Wars fan card. I... Uh, it's Obi-Wan's line from A New Hope, right? It's very possible that she's, while she is not, she doesn't have the, the midichlorian counts that, that uh, Anakin or Yoda has, right? She doesn't have that natural force ability. But she, what she does have, I think, she's starting to get, with her training, connect with that little bit that everybody has. Right, 
And that, I think, could be what we're seeing. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be great to see. Um, I really don't want to see Jedi Master Sabine Wren. But what I want to see is somebody who has taken up the Jedi way, who is following the Jedi religion, if you want to put it that way, and is really trying to live in, in such a way that she can help others, right? And be better about helping others, right? That's, and, you know, I'm also really hoping they find Ezra. I mean, they did, they did cast uh, somebody, who is this? Iman Isfandi? I, again, I am going to be horrible. I'm bad at butchering, I'm really good at butchering names. I'm bad at pronouncing them on stream as it is and real names, you know, as they come up. And he looked really good as Ezra in the hologram that we see. So, you know, I don't know. We don't know how involved he's going to be. That may be it. That's maybe all we see is some of these recordings. But the story isn't Ezra. The story is Ahsoka. And I think her relationship with Sabine is going to be part of what brings Ahsoka back. I think that's part of what's going to drive her growth. Because she is, this is her story. And while Sabine is amazing and is <laughs> definitely, definitely a, a great part of the story. I'm looking forward to seeing her for the, through the whole series. Ahsoka, I think, is the the one who really is going to be changing. And I think her relationship with Sabine is going to be part of what drives that change. And I'm really excited to see it. So episode three should be out now as you're watching this, as they're now coming out Tuesday evening in the U.S. So check those out. I'm definitely going to be watching them. Sadly, it comes out while I'm streaming. So I have to wait until I'm done with stream to watch it. But, or maybe still Wednesday morning. I don't know. But I'm I'm psyched. I'm really psyched about all this stuff. So uh, feel free. Let me know what you think in the comments on, on YouTube or join the Discord. Um, I'm happy to talk about all that stuff there. And until next time, may the force be with you. Be excellent to each other. And this is Music Free Static signing off.